Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for carving a little time out of your busy day to spend with us. Today we're going to be talking about the real estate investing industry and that market. Recently read an article that went like this. Part of being a successful investor involves being able to rely on your own knowledge and experience versus buying into every opinion piece that crosses your news feed. This knowledge and experience comes with time, effort, and plenty of trial and error. Now, you may be listening to this and think, that sounds like a pretty expensive learning curve. If I'm going to have to learn this on my own, then that's going to be a pretty expensive learning curve. But what if I told you that you could tap into the knowledge and experience of a company that could actually shorten that learning curve. Sound a little more interesting? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, my guest is Mark McKellar, and he is um, a franchisee and national area developer with Homevestors of America, the nation's number one home buying company. Mark started with Homevestors 20 years ago in Atlanta and now buys houses and holds and and um, holds buys houses and holds rentals in all of these states: Alabama, Florida, Oklahoma, and Texas. In addition to buying houses, Mark also spends time coaching other franchisees on how to get the best deals for them and their sellers. Help me in welcoming Mark to the show. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely. So, you know, home investing, and, and, you know, we think that we've watched enough HGTV movie shows that we've learned how to do the flipping piece of it, but I know it's not that easy. So before we get started in that, Mark, tell me a little bit about how you were drawn to the real estate investing um, industry and how you connected with Homevestors uh, for so many years ago. Well, thank you for that, Linda. Yeah, it's funny listening to your uh, uh, the, the the story you were telling in the beginning about the article you read. I'm nodding my uh-huh. head. That was exactly me 20 years ago. <clears throat> I had uh, just sold a couple of other franchises, actually, one in the printing business, one in the sign business. And um, I wanted to get into buying, real, uh, buying houses. I, I had a sister-in-law who had been doing that for a lot of years, and I really liked her business. I had a couple of rentals myself, and I was hoping that I could make it into a business. But, you know, I found exactly what you did, trying doing the research. Um, it's just not that easy to do. I asked my sister-in-law, how, how do you get started in the business? She says, well, you got a million dollars in 20 years, because that's about how long it took me to, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. build my business. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. But 
Well, and I didn't realize Homebackers was a franchise. I I had um, pretty much given up on getting into real estate investing as a as a full time business because I did, couldn't find a franchise for it. And then I ran across Ken D'Angelo, the founder of the company. Uh, he'd been doing buying and selling houses for uh, a couple of decades in Dallas, Texas, and he'd figured out a way to have uh, a group of investors get together and collectively advertise and work together. And it was a much better way than doing it on his own. And he built a franchise out of it. So when I saw that, I realized, oh, this is, this is my solution. And um, after a couple of months of looking into it, I bought a franchise in Atlanta, Georgia. And first year, bought 32 houses, kept eight rentals. And I was off to the races. Best thing I ever did. Wow. Wow, that's that's a little overwhelming for me to think, Mark, of buying 32 <laughs> houses your first year. Uh, you had to have been shaking in your boots at somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's funny. The, the, the challenges that people that have never been in real estate realize quickly when they look into the business is how am I going to find houses at the right price? How do I know right. they're the right price? How do I keep from – uh, underestimating repairs needed. How am I going to get them fixed? How much is that going to cost me? How am I sure I'm going to be able to sell it for what I think it's worth? Those are all really scary. And, you know, the mm-hmm. first time I went out to a house and I'm standing in the yard and I realized, oh, my gosh, I just heard from this person less than an hour ago, and I'm really going to make an offer on their house within the next hour? I mean, that was a crazy idea, right? But mm-hmm. the fact is the homebuster's system of teaching us how to value property and the checks and balances they have behind me to make sure that I don't make a mistake. The people that are watching what I do virtually and in person and also are checking my numbers. There's so many checks and balances to make sure I don't make a mistake that it really is a way to mitigate the risk. And without that, I don't think I would have been comfortable doing it. But, you know, mm-hmm. our franchisees don't make a lot of mistakes, at least on evaluation, because we're we're pretty dialed into that. So the homebuster system of helping teach me how to do that. Back then it wasn't today. It's on an iPad and you've got people that are looking at what you're doing on the cloud. So it's uh, pretty streamlined. But even 20 years ago, I had checks and balances to help me from making mistakes, to stay out of the ditch, as, as people like to say. Mm-hmm. Stay between the guardrails, as they say. Yes. So, Mark, yes, tell, me a, tell me a little bit about – um, what you do as a franchisee, what do you do with home investors? How, how okay. do you find um, those houses and how do you approach the owners? What does that law look like, Mark? Okay, thanks for asking because a lot of times people they know are advertising, we buy up the houses. You know, they've seen mm-hmm. that before, but they really don't know exactly what do you do, really. Well, mm-hmm. here's how it works. Uh, when the homebesters is a media machine, and each franchisee decides how many calls they want to get out of that media machine, how many calls from sellers they want to take, based on how many houses they want to buy. It's all formulated. You know, at homebesters, they can they teach the franchisees right up front how to determine how much you need to spend to get the right number of calls you need for the right amount of activity to buy the right amount of houses. It's all it's all laid out. So. Um, you know, once I decide that, I, I, I invest my money into the local council and the calls come in. When the calls come in from the sellers, these sellers are people that have two things in common. One, they have a situation that's, that uh, they got a house that's a mess. I'll talk about that first. 
You know, most people that sell us houses at the discounts we buy them at, the houses need repairs. I mean, if they didn't need repairs, they could probably sell them in a way to make a little more money. And we tell them that, you know, when we when we talk to them. Uh, the second thing they have in common is they, they've had something happen in their lives that has caused them a financial problem they think they can solve by selling the house. And, um, you know, that's one reason we do well in times of, like this, COVID. Um, we've had three of the best months we've had in years since March. Um, and that's uh, unfortunate that other people have to be going through a tough time, but it gives us an opportunity to help people that are really in need. So sure. people call us because they, because they have a, a situation they want to fix. We take the call. We set an appointment. We go out and meet the seller. So our business takes place at people's kitchen tables, you know, around their houses, listening to the situation they have and trying to figure out whether it's something that we would be the best solution for. So a good franchisee is going to be somebody who likes people and is interested in helping people in a tough spot because that's the nature of what we do so um at the at the house we'll look and decide whether it's a situation and uh, a house that we want to make an offer on and if so we do and if they take our offer um then we schedule a closing and we've got to then decide what are we going to do with the house and and frankly we probably already decided that because we Uh teach franchisees to Make your mind up about what you're going to do with it before you buy it, not afterwards, right? So uh-huh. um, we, there's really basically three things I can do with a house. I can either, what everybody sees on TV, fix it and sell it, or I can not fix it at all and just become a wholesaler to another investor because we get a lot of calls. You know, those 32 houses I bought my first year, I, I didn't know why I could have rehabbed 32 houses. Uh-huh. So I rehabbed a few of them, but a few of them I just – sold them as is to another investor at a little higher price than I bought it for. That is a good way to generate cash flow quickly. And then the third thing I can do is I can rent one. And over the years, I've accumulated a lot of rentals, more rentals than most people would imagine you can accumulate. But in our business, it's kind of part of what we do. Our franchisees nationally hold about 15,000 rentals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're, we're, we're big. You know, it's a really good way to generate wealth. We're we're pretty big um, property owners in the country. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, so, when you are working with this um, this homeowner up front, and you mm-hmm. say, "Okay, um, I'll I want to buy the house," where do yep. you get your funding? Do you, is that something that's the do you have to have that large of a cash reserve that you can pay this homeowner? Um, you know, cash for their house on the spot? Actually, no. I'm glad you brought that up because it's the second of the two big things Homevestors solves for investors, and that's the financing. The Homevestors provides 100% financing for the purchase and the rehab money needed for the house as long as you buy it at the right price. So that's mm-hmm. a huge draw. In fact, um, if you look at our franchisees, and we have over 1,000 of them, half of them, were already investors before they bought the franchise because of the two things that Homevestors does for us that you just can't really do that well if you're an independent investor. The first one is generate all these calls from sellers, and the second one is the money. Because of our Uh buying power and how much of a track record we have, lenders will lend us money at much better rates than other investors. So a lot of people join Homevestors just for that so that they can get – you know, it pays for the franchise fee and and all the – the 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 fees the homebusters charges for doing business just in the financing uh, better rates you get on financing so 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I could see that. Now, do you carry around with you a um, a home inspector so that when you see this house, <laughs> you know, you send them in, they do their whole thing. What do you do about that to, yeah, so that I, you I don't kinda, have I, any I, very expensive <laughs> uh, surprises there at the end, right? Yeah, I actually kind of do carry one around with me uh, because <laughs> uh, it, it's funny you said it that way. I'm going to use that. I hope you don't mind. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll pay you whatever you, you require <laughs> um, because that, that's, that's kind of what HomeVestors is. We have a program. It has a name. It's called Second Eyes Analysis. Anytime I buy a house. Somebody at HomeVestors is going to look at what I did and make sure I didn't make a mistake. Now, it used to be that I had to wait for this for a day or two. You know, within a day or two after buying the house, they would see somebody out there to take a look. Now, it can all be done virtually. I literally have an iPad, and I can walk around with my camera on, and the inspectors at HomeVestors can look at this. And wow. it's it's by, by the way, if I want to borrow money, this is required. If I if I don't want to borrow money, I don't have to use this service. And in fact, old dogs like me who've been doing it for so long, we usually just I mean we can look at a house and tell you what we'll pay for it, right? Just from the street. But that's just because mm-hmm. we've been doing it for a long time. But a new franchisee has access to this every single time they buy a house. We at homebusters we're very risk averse. The the corporate office knows and. Old franchisees know that nothing will stop you in your tracks quicker than buying the wrong house. We, we have a mm. mantra. You never get hurt by the house you don't buy. Mm. So we're really careful about mitigating risk. And there's, so there's a lot of these. That's where the, the built-in inspector program comes from. I love that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. We, do, we do have way, ways to mitigate risk. Mm-hmm. And so then you're able to kind of um, think about how much money you're going to, if you plan on um, re- repairing it and then selling it, then you can kind of uh, know ahead of time how much money would be involved in this and whether it would be a good, a good uh, investment in all. Yeah, right? In fact, this, pro- yeah, this program I'm talking about, you have to go around the house and point and click every single item in the house. It won't let you miss stuff. Like it makes you look at the roof. It makes you look at the got it. You know, at the floors. It makes you look at the windows. And so when you add all this stuff in, it will do an instantaneous calculation of what it's going to cost to fix the house. And it takes mm-hmm. into account all kinds of subtle things like age and and, and, and architecture style and even like picture the roof. I mean, those things affect price and it also mm-hmm. has regional and local pricing. So when you're in there in the house, you can use this program to come up with a price, to come up with a, an estimated repair number using those numbers or come up with a value and then an estimated repair numbers. And using those numbers, the program will do a little math and help you determine what you should offer to be able to get a hundred percent financing. Uh-huh. And that's always uh-huh. that's always our objective is to be able uh-huh. to get all the money for the for the for the transaction out of a out of a bank so we're not have to be coming out of pocket very much. You know, we want to save our money for doing the things that are important to grow the business, for advertising, uh-huh. for for you know, business planning, that type of thing. We don't want to have to sink our money into houses that may not sell for three or four months. So it's sure. important to all of us to get hundred percent financing as much as we can. 
And so clearly when you are looking at a house, you're able to also put into your um, your software program the location because certainly location, location, location oh, yeah. makes a big difference and it'll help help you, I guess, decipher the again the the offer that you give them. Yeah, that's right. And the location goes literally down to the corner your house is on. Because mm-hmm. the location, the price can be different street by street, block yeah. by block. I mean it yeah. really can. So we the um we're pretty sophisticated about that and it's it's not something there's an art component to it. You have to get good at it, but for the most part, it is a something you can teach somebody pretty quickly because it's very scientific. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll take a, we can take a bunch of people that have never been in real estate before, put them in a classroom, show them how to use the the, the, the program for an hour, take them all out on a bus, take them to a house that's a mess, have them all run around and do their evaluation, go back to the office, sit down. And this is the first time they've ever done this, and they'll be within five or ten percent of each other. Wow! Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, good, right? So you just you just said if you had a bunch of people that were not realtors, so you don't mm-hmm. have to be a realtor to be no. a franchisee of Homevestors. Not at all. You don't have to be a realtor or a contractor. In fact, I I bought you know over a thousand houses. I don't have a. I'm not a realtor. Um, and I'm not a contractor. I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't swing a hammer. I'm a, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a business owner. So, mm-hmm. um, you, the people that do well in this business tend to be people that are good with people, because you know you're not a tradesman. You know, you're you're in people's houses, talking to them about the toughest situation they may have ever been through, and mm-hmm. you really have to be empathetic. You know, we're we're it's not about the house. It's about the people there. So. Good franchisees are good with people. They're good at managing a business. They're good at following a system and reacting to, to issues that happen to knock them off track. We 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 track everything in the business and and you know give the franchisees get constant feedback on where they are on their on their plan. And the ones that do well are the ones that can keep their ego in check and. And make adjustments that they're told to make when they need to make them quickly. And also, you got to be good with people. Those, those two things, I think, are the, are the difference between people that do well in our business and people that don't. Mm-hmm. So as you're talking about some of the training, let's talk a little bit more about what this sure. would look like for a prospective franchisee. Talk to me about the the training that Homevestors offers, Mark. Okay, yeah, and if you don't mind, I'm going to dovetail into that the mm-hmm. way that our advertising works because it all kind of works together. It's hard to understand one without the other. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the franchisee territories are defined by um, by um, advertising market. It's called a DMA. It's a Nielsen thing. It's a, it's your TV market. For example, in Atlanta, where I started. All the franchisees have the same territory definition. It's Atlanta, Georgia, DMA. It's the 16 counties around it. And every franchisee's franchise agreement says the same thing. Well, how does that work? Well, it's because we all pool our money into one advertising budget, one one group, and that money is spent collectively by homebusters on mass media, billboards, TV, direct mail, Internet, all in Atlanta, right? And when Mm -hmm. the calls come in from sellers, they rotate around. 
So, like, let's say you and I are together. Um, one seller could call in, call 800-44-BUYER, the number on the billboard, and I'll get the call. The next person calls, you get the call. Linda gets the call or Linda's employee, whoever's answering the phone, uh-huh. right? So, uh-huh. and then the next one might go to another franchise. Now, let's say you and I are in the same market and you're spending twice as much as I am. You'll get twice as many calls as I do. Uh-huh. So it it so and the reason it's important to understand that to the training question is because the franchisees all get their own calls, and because the more advertising budget we all put in as a pool collectively, the better all of our calls get as a group. We all have a vested interest in making sure that each of us does well. So there's a lot of training that goes on in the field by the franchisees and amongst the franchisees. I'm a franchisee, been for a long time. That's my main business, um, but I'm also a development agent, which means uh-huh. that I, um, I, I, I will um, coordinate some of this local training. So a franchisee comes into business, they go get a week of training virtually these days um, by the corporate office in Dallas on how to use these tools we've talked about, that, that program and, and, a, and a lead tracking mechanism based on Salesforce and the different things you need to use. And then you go out in the field, and when your phone starts ringing, franchisees go out with each other. I will go out with new franchisees on their calls or a local mm-hmm. VA that's in that market. If you're in, uh, if you're in Atlanta, you might go out with my partner, John. If you're in Dallas, you might go out with a, a guy named Chaz. If you're in, in Philly, you go out with a guy named Mark Givens. You know, these, these people are franchisees who have a vested interest in making sure anybody else that comes in the market does a good job, treats people well, mm-hmm. you know, so it's very interactive amongst the franchisees mm-hmm. and development agents. It, I, I've never been part of a franchise that's so interactive in the field amongst the franchisees. Mm-hmm. We all have mm-hmm. an interest in everybody doing well. So we, I mean, our, I did that ad, ad council I told you about in Atlanta, there's mm-hmm. one in every city. They'll meet twice a month just to review how everybody's doing see who's buying houses, who's, who's got some things they still need to get done, who can help who. We buy and sell houses to and from each other. Um, half the houses I bought last year I bought from other franchisees in the markets I was in. I mean, mm. so we, 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 we horse trade. You know? It's uh-huh. a very cooperative thing. So a lot of the training is in the field by people that are doing it just like you every day. It's not wow. a corporate office person in some other city. Mm-hmm. I think that's a mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah, definitely. It's a very unique setup, it sounds like, Mark. It is. It's, it's really unique. And, um, you know, the franchisees tend to just get to be great friends, and, and you know, we don't see each other as competitors. It's, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And especially if you're in a market or in an industry that you don't really have a lot of experience in. What we're seeing yes. these days is people that are – um, maybe have been downsized uh, due to some of the COVID um, uh, repercussions, that, and they may not have that experience of in real estate other than just buying their own home. But this is a whole different ballgame than going out and buying a house for yourself, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's a different ballgame. It's, it's, you know, when you're buying a house for yourself, you're you're buying it more for emotional, personal reasons. When you're mm-hmm. buying a house, 
for a business reason to fix it and sell it or rent it, you, you can't, you got to be careful not to get emotionally attached to the house because if the numbers mm-hmm. don't work, it's just not, they don't work. And right. th- that's something we have to be very careful to help people with in the beginning is to learn that the person you're buying from that it, it's okay to be emotionally involved with that situation because it is emotionally tough for them. And, and our ability to really relate to people and talk to them about their situations and help them figure them out is a key to the business. But as far as the house is concerned, don't fall in love with the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's not a good idea because it's a, you have to remember it's a business transaction in this case. It's not, it's not the same as buying when you're going to live in. Yeah, absolutely. i tell you what, Mark, I need to break for a commercial break, but – I love stories, and I know my listeners love stories. Do you happen to have a couple of stories you could share with us when we come back? Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. Very good. Folks, stay with us. After this commercial break, we're going to be hearing more from Mark McKellar with Homebusters. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Did you know that an estimated 52 million Americans listened to Internet radio in the last month? Or that weekly Internet radio audience has increased 60% over the last year? And that more than 8 in 10 people are online from any location? Tough Talk Radio Network is a company dedicated to providing a platform that allows opportunities for guests, hosts, and sponsors to market themselves to the internet radio media where they can be heard by millions. To find out how Tough Talk Radio Network can help you, go to toughtalkradionetwork.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Diastetos, and we're talking about real estate investing today with Mark McKellar. So Mark, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you had some stories for us. I do, Linda, thank you. Um, And I've got a couple, and just to frame them real quick, a lot of times people ask, you know, why do people sell you houses at the prices that they do? And um, what a lot of people don't understand is that they aren't in the situation that our sellers are. You know, most of us, fortunately, will never find ourselves in the spot that a lot of our sellers are, where they have a really tough situation they've got to settle in their lives, and and they have a house that's a mess, and maybe they can, you know, sell that and solve the other life problem. So I'll give you an example. Um, I had a, a gentleman call us one time. This was in um, in South Florida where I was buying houses there. Uh, my franchise was there. And um, he called to say that his sister had passed away. They lived together. 
He called us from a billboard he saw on the road. He saw it walking to the store. You know, he'd probably seen that billboard 50 times in his past, never thought twice about it, right, until his sister passed away, and and he was left with a house he couldn't take care of. He was in his mid-90s, and they'd Mm. lived together. And um, so he he knew he couldn't take care of himself, and this is kind of what people do. You know, they hadn't thought this through before she passed away, right? So he was Mm -hmm. stuck. He he, there was a, there happened to be an assisted living facility down the street that he knew about that would take him in, but they were only going to hold his room for two weeks. So he didn't wow. know how he was going to handle this. And he called our, our sign, and we, of course, went and saw him, and we were able to pay him what he needed to be able to move there within two weeks. And, you know, my, my partner asked him, um, he went on the call, and he asked him, well, why did you call us? Why didn't you just list your house to sell? We always ask that question. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I, I have two weeks. I mean, there's no way that I, I don't need to sell it for top dollar. I need to sell it for what I need right now. And that's, mm-hmm. that's our seller. So we mm-hmm. were able to help him get into that situation, get into that uh, assisted living facility, and everybody wins. You know, another mm-hmm. related example, I, I got a call from a gentleman out in a, I have a franchise outside of Dallas, Texas, and, and um, he called because he had a rental property that a tenant had just destroyed and he wanted to sell it. So um, my partner there, Jacob Kraft, he, he went to see the seller and, and uh, um, he realized when he met the seller that the reason that the, 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 the house had gotten in such disrepair, the rental was because the seller had gotten rheumatoid arthritis. He wasn't that old, but he, and it made him to where he couldn't get around and go check on things and make sure things uh, were okay. So, uh, so the rental really was a, was a mess. So we bought that the rental house, but at the same time, Jacob got to know this gentleman, and you know he was talking about how he really wished that he could move to Las Vegas to live with his daughter because he couldn't really take care of things that well anymore. And the uh, problem was he didn't know how he was going to get there. He didn't. He didn't have a van. So long story short, we figured out how to help him get there, mm. you know, and in the process, you know, we bought him a van. We helped him move. <laughs> it's all those things. And in the process, yeah. we bought another house, you know, so yeah. that's two examples of the way that our business is really about helping people. And gosh, Linda, we get these calls every day. Yeah. I mean, we get, tens of thousands of calls a year from people that are having tough, tough times like this. So, you know, does everybody sell us their house that calls? No, of course not. I mean, most people, they have a better solution than to sell at our discounts. But the ones that do, we're helping them out of a spot that they're really in. And it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of reward in that, you know. So there's yeah. more to it than just being, being in real estate. Sure, sure. So, you know, you mentioned several times the times that we're in. So, folks, if you're listening to this recording, know that it is September 29th, 2020. And when you say 2020, you don't even have to explain it. So what have you seen during this period of time, Mark, during COVID? Has your business changed? Have you changed the way you do your business? Yes, we have. Um, you know, our business, we have to, by the way, because yeah. our business never stops. I've been doing this 20 years, and people always have problems they have to solve. They always have houses in disrepair. So it doesn't matter if the economy's up or down. 
people are going to call us. And mm-hmm. so what happened when, you know, March came around um, and all the restrictions started happening and we, we had to get together and figure out how are we going to help these people in this kind of situation? And we came up with ways to do appointments virtually. We came up with ways to handle closings and things like that with the restrictions in place. Uh, we, we changed our advertising focus. Our uh, ad agency wrote all kinds of commercials and different things uh, to show that we, we could business and help them, even though other people may not have that figured out how to do it, we could still do that. And in fact, our business has been stronger in the last three or four months than it has in a decade because wow. of that. Now, the same thing happened after 9-11. I was, that was my first year in the business. We, we had a good year after 9-11. I mean, I hate it that sometimes things happen like that to cause us to have good years, but it's because in times that are tough, our business is even more attractive to people sometimes that need to sell. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we had to figure out how to, how to, how to handle things after that, after that crisis in 2008 through 2010, the same thing. We had a big, a big run on business. We had to figure out how to deal with that. You know, this has been a little different with COVID with all the personal restrictions, but we, we, we figured it out. Mm Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and and we always will. You know, that's one advantage of being part of a big system like this is, and, and frankly, being part of a franchise. You know, right. franchise companies have some pretty smart minds. And, and it's, if I'm an independent guy, I'm probably not going to figure out how to adjust my business quickly to all that stuff at once. Right. But when exactly. you've got a franchise company behind you that mm-hmm. can do those things in a back room and scratch it out and pay for it. I mean, just mm-hmm. just the TV commercials that we had to create, the new commercials, you know, or, or, or they cost a fortune. I mean, if, imagine sure. if you're an independent person and you had to try to change all your direct mail, change all your Internet sites, change all your, 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 your billboards or your TV just because of a crisis. I mean, it'll put you out of business. That's a when pretty big investment a, right there. Yeah, and, and when, you're, when you're part of a franchise company, there's a whole – there's a whole team of, you know, at least if it's an established company like we are, there's a whole uh, whole team of folks doing that stuff behind the scenes. The, the stuff just shows up. So, you know, right now it, it's almost like you're talking to that, um, that individual uh, real estate investor to say, yes. this is the difference. Yeah, you could go out and, right. and buy a couple of houses during the year and do try to do this on your own, or you could tap into – for lack of a better term, a turbo machine that does you, you so might. much of that for you. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. I mean, people say, can I do this on my own? Yeah, sure you can. You, you're more than welcome to pay more for houses than I do. You're more than welcome to spend more for your advertising than I do. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. welcome to buy less houses per year than I do. I mean, sure, go. you can do that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to do that. I mean, the, yeah. the, the fact is, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm just a businessman. I'm always looking mm-hmm. for the best way to do something. And if I could find mm-hmm. a better way, I'd go do that. Yeah, yeah, I get so it. I, I get it. it. Well, uh, Mark, we're coming down to the end of the show. If somebody is listening right now and they're thinking, man, I really have always wanted to do this, and it sounds like home investors best, home may be the answer. How would they get in touch with you or have uh, find out more information about home investors? 
Well, they, you know, Googling for us isn't real hard, but you can go to homevestorsfranchise.com. That's, um, that's our, our uh, website that's specifically for franchise information, homevestorsfranchise.com. It's all one, one word, of course. Um, or if you really wanted to and, and, you, and, and, and you felt like you couldn't uh, get through, you're welcome to text me at 404-317-7234. <laughs> Tell me where you mm-hmm. are, and I'll get mm-hmm. you up with the right person. It may or may not be me, but I'll be more than happy to. To, and, and what we'll do, and th- this is kind of important, if if you want to look at a franchise at all of any kind, you got to be ready to spend a little time really looking into it, you know, because you got to find something you love. That would be my first advice: is don't do it. Don't don't do something just because it looks good on TV. Make sure that you really are going to love being in real estate or, or whatever you're looking at. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But then if you if you call us. Um, um, we're going to set you up with somebody locally in your market to run you through the basics and the FDD and those things. And, um, and then you can also uh, uh, get up with local people like me or, or local franchisees to talk to them, you know, at the appropriate time, once you've figured out the, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the basics, but make sure that you're ready to spend some time on it. Cause we're going to want to know who you are to make yeah. sure that, that it's a fit. And, and, and speaking of that, and I don't know whether I'm, I, I, I can plug I can plug you, I guess, Linda. <laughs> I mean your organization, you know, Empower, that's what you guys do, right? I mean you help mm, people exactly. figure out whether the business is right for them. And frankly somebody might think they're interested in my business, but really they need to be in something else. And you right. can help people figure that out, I would imagine, if they call you Absolutely. Part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. So, Mark, we're down to those final three questions here. The first one is, and you kind of touched on this just a bit, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? Yeah, okay. That's, um, I did touch on some of it. Try to figure out what you love. Do do what you love to do. Um, And if you don't understand what that is, again, you know, get in touch with you, Linda. Get in touch with mm-hmm. Empower, and because you've got ways of helping put people through some personality profiles and asking mm-hmm. them about stuff about their past, I would imagine, to help figure out what they love. Right. So, right, right. Uh, if you know what you love, though, try to find something. Um, try to find something that uh, that you that you love doing. Be ready to follow a sales process. I mean, franchise sales process. Every company has a process that they want you to go through to understand the business. And it might not look like you think it should look. Do do yourself a favor. Follow it. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Following a system is key to being good. And if you can't follow a sales process, mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. the franchisor is probably going to say, well, how good of a franchisee are you going to be? So follow the sales process. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's designed the way it is your own good to help you be efficient. Um, be yeah. willing to spend time on diligence and be ready to share who you are and what you're about and what you want to do. Because frankly, most franchises, the franchise, franchises don't fail for the most part. Franchisees fail. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's because it's the wrong person in the wrong seat on the wrong bus. You're doing the wrong thing. And if you don't share who you are and what you're about, then how are the franchisors going to help determine whether you're right for the business? So you've got to be ready mm-hmm. to see who you are and what you're about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. So the second question here is, what are two traits 
of a successful franchisee? Well, the first trait really is two parts. You've got to be patient and focused. You've got to be patient with the process. To build anything, and our business is no different than anything else, you've got to be patient in the beginning and build a pipeline, build some momentum. You know, you're going to go out and you're going to make, get some calls from sellers and go out and make offers, and then you're going to get some contracts and, and you're going to, you know, get some houses bought and then get some fixed and sold. And that whole process takes a while, so you've got to be patient. Let the system unfold. You're not going to make money your fourth day in the business. Um, and you got to be focused on it. Don't get distracted by things around. Just follow the system as it's set. And that really goes to the second one is you've got to be able to follow a system. Uh-huh. You have to be able – don't reinvent the wheel. You know, if you want to build your own system, don't buy a franchise. Right. If you buy it, then do it. Do it the way they tell you to do it. and Put your ego in your pocket and just – you know, hey, I the, the guys I followed in this business, they had all they were all where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So why didn't why would I not do exactly what they told me to do? <laughs> right. But you'd be surprised right. how many people have a hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can certainly understand that um, that following that system is what you've bought into. So um, just yeah, take advantage of what you bought into for sure. That's right. So the final question here, Mark, is what does the future of franchising look like? You know, it looks bright. It's looked bright ever since Ray Kroc and the guys that really put this on the map yeah. years ago. Um, yeah. You know, because you know why it's bright? Because franchising makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not a fad. It makes sense because you've got mm-hmm. – what you've got is – a group of people that have figured out how to do something well that are then that have been taking the time to put it all in basically a, in a box that you can open and follow the instructions and build within the box and have a successful business. I mean that's that's a that's a common sense thing. That's never going to go yep. away. You know, yep. and there's always going to be good franchisors. It's the eighty twenty rule. You know, you the top twenty percent of franchises are going to be best for somebody, but it's not the same 20% for every person. You know, the, the best ones for me might not be the same best ones for you, Linda, and may not be the best ones for somebody else. So that's another reason that, you know, you need to probably take take advantage of what companies like Empower and also what the experts in each industry tell you about whether those industries are right for you. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's, there, there's no way for an in, individual to reach the economies of scale that you can reach in a franchise system. And that's, that's not going to change. So as long as that's true, as long as an independent person can't go out and get the economies of scale and the buying power that a franchise system can get, the franchises are always going to be a good idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you can't do it faster on your own. Um, yeah, doing it yeah. with the franchise, you're tapping into a whole wealth of information, buying power, and everything else that the franchise brings to you. So, Mark, we are down to the end of the show. One more time, someone wants to have more information about Homevestors or get in touch with you. Can you give us that information again, please? Yes, they can go to, you can go to HomeVestorsFranchise.com. Or you can reach out to me directly at 404-317-7234.
it's best to send me a text, tell me who you are and where you are, and that you're interested in information, and I will get you to the right place and make sure that uh, that, that happens. Wonderful. Mark, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Great information. Um, I know the, the listeners are going to love this. Thank you. You bet. I, I really appreciate you having me, Linda. I'll do it anytime you, anytime you want. <laughs> Very good, very good. So, folks, you know, for those who are thinking about uh, real estate investing, you heard from Mark how uh, what Homevestors does, it just brings so much power process. If you're okay buying and selling one house a year, ah, fine. This may not be the deal for you. But if you are doing this, if you're interested in real estate investing to not only um, supplement an income or or to change your lifestyle, but if you're looking to build a legacy, you could do it with Homevestors for sure. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. It goes like this, 90% of all millionaires became so through owning real estate. More money has been made in real estate than in, than in all industrial investments combined. This is a quote by Andrew Carnegie. That name should sound familiar to you. So again, folks, thanks so much for being with me today on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.